everybody. Welcome to Improv FAQ at length. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have nothing to do with improv. Or no. (laughs) 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 I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Sometimes. Wow. Uh, This is a series of longer conversations uh, about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. Where did that come from? Uh, I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. This is a series of conversations that have nothing to do with improv. You get nothing to do. Um, <laughs> oh man the human brain i think so so th- what a what a perfect little uh flub there too because right. um our our topic of conversation to start this episode out is going to be meta play um and uh as we get started with the conversation um feel free to chime in with any comments you might have or questions and we'll uh, uh do our best to incorporate those into the conversation um yeah uh, just and- a reminder if you don't have a if you have a question that's not related to the topic we're talking about, that's cool. This is a like we say, this is a conversation at the bar. It doesn't have to stay on track. No, nor is it going to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, really, any 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 questions uh, about things in the improv world uh, are fair game, um, and we'll switch gears to those focusing on those questions. Um, right. Once we made our way through the main topic, which is meta play, so. There's a lot under the umbrella of meta play in general. Um, it's the idea of uh, playing with the, the the overhead real experience of, of what's going on in the show, the the, the meta uh, world, which is the real world. It's uh, commenting as yourself as a player, uh, breaking the fourth wall, breaking character, um, tipping your hat to things that are happening in the reality of the scene while that aren't necessarily happening in the uh, fiction right. of the scene. Um, and so uh, <laughs> the reason <laughs> I think that, that opening flub is so perfect is because it's, it's like those kind of just weird unconscious experiences that um, I, I think really make me the most fascinated about improv in general. And um I, I don't think that there's a way to really capitalize on them um, without going meta, uh, which some people mm-hmm. aren't fans of. Um, but I, I also think that uh, they shouldn't be glossed over. Like um, when you're Absolutely. like, you know, so you got to do something with them. And, and uh, sometimes you can, you can pull it off in the world of the characters and make use of it. But other times, it's funny. It's the funniest and and the most um, authentic to uh, go to the meta world and and uh, just take a moment to be like, "What just happened?" <laughs> right, right. I mean, we call it play. Like, who are you playing with tonight? Uh, when do you get to play next? So, the entertainment should be playful. So, if you can, if it, if you're doing it to be playful, and also you're just you're you're trying to be entertaining if you can do those two things and take a step out of the the world you're building to step into reality for a second and just comment or you know embrace that moment i think that's magic right there and that's part of the reason people want to come to see improv part part of improv entertainment is the content the other part is sh- the process and showing how to create said entertainment. So yeah. anytime you can show the strings in the trick is, and it doesn't ruin the overall act, go for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't always go for it, but you know, the, the special moments go. For yeah. It. I, th- I think my main argument um, or, or uh, position on this topic is that uh, it needs to be, uh, legitimized and respected more because I think people try to uh, uh, I think a lot of people who are great actors yeah. and committed uh, high integrity improvisers paint um, meta as a cop out or um, a a negative thing or you know just like a yeah. cheat um, or falling short of staying fully committed and I think that it's just a difference in style um, that I think you know 
just de- oh, deserves to be, like just deserves to be recognized as like um it's I dislike it but it's your style or uh you know leaving room for it in um mixed yeah. bag improv sets yeah and I think I I can't say with 100% certainty but I think a lot of it has to do with people breaking the fourth wall when it doesn't necessarily need to happen. And that yep. leaves a bad taste in someone's mouth. If if breaking the fourth wall is a spice, to me it's a bullion cube. And it should only be a little bit at a time because it does a lot when it does work. Yeah, that's a great analogy. That, um, I've been watching a lot of cooking shows. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay, so let's kind of make our way through different types of uh, meta. Let's start with um, the one that I think is a little trickier, actually, to define, um, which uh, uh, actually actually prompted us to pick this as a topic, which is the idea of commenting. Um, right. And this is kind of like a thinly veiled meta comment through the character or through your acting where you right. can kind of see uh the strings of the puppet you know um and and so it's it's things like uh, this is how i think of it bob and and then let me know if, if we're on the same page okay commenting through your through your acting is is like um sar- basically sarcasm where you're like um you know the character is like uh, like, oh, sure, you know, that makes a ton of sense. Um, or, uh, you yeah. know, yes, of course, I always keep my uh, bread in the f- freezer, you know, whatever, uh, which is not actually uncommon. <laughs> no, no, that's pretty common. Yeah. Especially like Ezekiel <laughs> bread that doesn't have yeah, that, sure. that's a totally different God. Bread God's comes from live bread. birth. The bread animal. You, you want to stop it. talking about improv and talk about bread because he promised not to stay on the topic of improv. Look, so. I, what I promise <laughs> is that we'd be having conversations that have nothing to do with improv. Yes. So the natural progression would be bread, obviously. <laughs> um, no, but I, I agree. Like, I, it's it's usually done in sarcasm uh, and delivered almost in a, a slight sarcastic, but not like the the normal uh, the normal cadence uh, a sarcastic line would be delivered. You know, yeah. From my experience, it's usually either completely dry, but it's delivered in a way where like you are poking holes in whatever someone just said or whatever concept they're trying to apply to you, the reality you're creating. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons I don't like so much commenting. Uh, I think there's a, uh, I think there's a place for it. I think, you know, I, I don't want to say never do anything uh, on stage because uh, there should be no nevers. Well, there's a couple of nevers, uh, but those are extreme. Uh, <laughs> By and large, it's it's about making sure yeah. that what you're doing is a choice and not a habit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're still doing it in a supportive way, because I think that's what I don't like about commenting. When you're commenting on something, you're making fun of some uh, a, a part of the puzzle that someone other than yourself has applied. Uh, yeah. I, I noticed that there's a lot of self-commenting, like when you make a mistake and then you're like you call yourself on it out on it, which I don't like either. And I, I'm I'm guilty of it. Like, you know, like, uh, not that what you did. Well, I guess it was a self-comment. And uh, after your intro, you made a mistake. You commented on it, you know, and yeah. but you're not doing an improv scene. So you're not creating reality. So it's different. But right. I notice people do that. Like, oops. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh... <sighs> so this, this one's kind of tricky. I, I, I would say that that um, it's a good habit. Or, or sorry, it's a good um, practice to be in to uh, uh, commit and not comment as the player from underneath the character. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because one, I think that every every improviser should go through the process of learning to act well. Mm-hmm. And if you're still kind of, um if you're still kind of half pulling your punches or, or half in half out, then 
you are, are not really exercising good yeah. acting skills. Um, a little bit of a different story went, went on the other side of that when you're like, I've done the legwork to um, make sure that I'm able to act and stay committed, and now I choose to deviate from it. But I think a lot of the yes. time when you see this type of commenting, um, it's from earlier improvisers um, that maybe haven't gotten over that that hump yet. Yeah, yeah. And some of, I think, uh, I think some of it too, like, like when you do the self-commenting is a way to protect yourself and you show doubt and you, the audience is there for you. They want you to succeed. So when they see you kind of beating yourself up, it's kind of, it, it hurts. It hurts the performance. It, 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 they feel bad for you and it takes away from their enjoyment. You don't, you know, they want you to be happy and having a great time. They, they put a lot of uh, trust in you when you, when you, when you get onto that stage. So you have to take care of them by taking care of yourself. You know, if you're confident and it looks good, no need to comment. Like if you make, make, if you make a mistake, cool roll with it make it a choice you know make it a choice to yes and your mistake yeah that's the other thing too is is that aside from acting is is that like uh you need not just acting for like the character the emotion and, and your end of yeah. the scene um but also learning how to build something so i think that like in yeah. especially early on it's like there's so many things in the beginning of a scene that can derail the reality you're trying to build but you you need to learn to build a reality regardless um and sort of push through um yeah. so that you can see what it's like once you have those pieces together and then right. again later it becomes a choice to be like am i gonna stop and acknowledge yeah. this or or not so i got a story uh okay. when i was on my launch team uh the vulcan hipsters we were we got a suggestion of I think it was restroom or toilet specifically, so I I started the scene using that suggestion, and I went to go sit down on a chair pretending it was a toilet, and I did that, and then I crossed my leg, and I just cracked me up because no one has ever crossing their legs. <laughs> went number yeah. two with their with their right leg, <laughs> and I'm like, and. I commented on it, and after the show, I, you know, I, I thought about it like, what a great gift I gave myself, you know, on accident. It's so, you know, a total organic gift. I wish I just would have met that guy who, that's how he does stuff, like, you know, drives a car like that, like, does stuff in an unusual way, is a way more interesting thing and a way stronger choice than a Bob poop scene, which <laughs> I, you know, after I correct myself, we got to see. I can't remember the scene, but I, re I remember everything before the scene started. So I wish I would have made the stronger choice. Yeah, and it, so so again, it's it's like <clears throat> here here's the thing. I don't I I would argue that it's not it, like it is a strong choice to go that other route that you're talking about. I don't know if it's always going to be a stronger oh. choice um, because. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I think that that people do need to to condition themselves to be like okay this is absurd what I'm doing is crossing my legs while I'm pooping and um and then go how can I comment on that through the choices that I make in the right. world of the scene like you said going to true what else is true yeah yes exactly driving that way showing other examples of it um yeah. and making it doing it on purpose but making it look like the character is not conscious of what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. So not even combinating within the actions. And I, and I absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I agree that that's something that, that I, I, um, often wish that like I had gone that route instead and conditioned myself yeah. to, to do more. But I also think it's really funny to stop and be like, Oh <laughs> yeah, no, I got a laugh, but I, you know, well, here's the thing why I call it a stronger choice because it did get a laugh and because everybody know, like maybe I was one of the first people to notice it, but we all notice it. And after I commented, everybody it was solidified. Everybody knows. So yeah, big laugh in the beginning of the scene. I don't think the rest of the scene got an equal laugh or was as entertaining as that moment. So unless it got edited right after that, like I think I should just you know, I think the stronger move would have been just. 
to continue doing it until everybody in that that room recognizes it on their own terms that this is a character who poops cross-legged. Yeah, and, and again, so I'm just kind of differentiating between like that's stronger for the scene, that's stronger how yes. to use it for the scene, but but um, you don't always have to do that. You can sometimes use it oh, yeah. uh, for the um, for, for for the reality of the moment, and and I think that yeah, then then if you add it after it and move on to the next thing, that is honest and a valuable yep. choice as well, and it might springboard you into something else. You might be able to call it back later, you know. Yeah, there's no uh, absolutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, and, and I think this is a good uh, moment to bring in Sue's comment slash question. Hey, here. Sue. She's back. Good. Um, she says, uh, sometimes it seems like we're doing this type of thing, self-commenting, meta, et cetera, for ourselves, but it runs the risk of leaving the audience behind. Um, and yeah, absolutely. I agree that that, yeah. that is part of the risk um, and part of the reason it's a dangerous tool to bring to the scene um but i think you're also you also have the risk of doing the opposite that if you don't acknowledge in some way the things that everybody in the room notices like the crossing legs that because you're like i have to keep it the integrity of the scene you know it's it's very possible we we, we named the kind of these two main choices of like you you call it out and play with it as a real person inside the scene um mm-hmm as it's happening or you branch out and and make use of it in some uh tunnel uh path for for the scene um but you could also just be like i'm going to ignore it and um if you do then everybody in the room sees this that might might see this weird thing that you're doing and kind of uh light up and be like why is he crossing his leg and if you're right. like, I notice it too, but don't call it out, then you might end up leaving behind what everyone in the room is experiencing in that moment, but the audience doesn't have a voice for. And so I think yeah. that meta is a way to actually connect, make a stronger connection with the audience um, uh, uh, sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, because when we all get it at the same time, or is that thing, we all know it, but no one, no, no only, only one who could really verbally comment it to the whole room is the person on stage unless you have a really rude audience member yeah exactly <laughs> it just gets up <laughs> yeah. that guy you legs? With his legs crashed <laughs> <laughs> totally thank you sir yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i am uh, <laughs> that's the scene yeah but so 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 that that being said though I, I, again yeah. what, what my position is that it's we have two valid ways of addressing it the Absolutely. uh more often than not the um the the biggest letdown is to never address it. You, maybe you don't address it for now and address it later. But if you never address uh, these little things that happen, mm-hmm. um, either by playing with them in the scene or commenting on, on them as a player, um, then I think you, there's a disconnect between the the, yeah. the authentic experience of what's happening in, in the show. Um, and uh, that being said, you know, to Sue's point, um, it it is it is risky. Um, it can become a crutch. Uh, it can shake the audience oh. out of their investment in your show. Um, and if you do it too often, like you said, uh, nothing but bullion cubes. Yep, just dropping bullion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah. So, so, um, another, another thing is too, that, that like, here's an interesting kind of like, um, add on to this idea of commenting. Uh, cause I, when I took a clown workshop, um, the way that the instructor talked about commenting was, um, also about like kind of schmacting or, or like melodramatic acting where it's mm-hmm. like, to, to, to do this and, and put your uh, fists in front of your eyes and kind of like, yeah. wah, wah, is to comment on the experience of being sad or to throw up your hand and be like, ah, you know, is those yeah. overdoing it acting moves are comments on the experience of whatever you're trying to convey. They are not actually experiencing the thing. 
Um, and so for clown, it's a little bit different because they because it's more about like uh, magnifying real experiences. But I think that carries over to acting too. Is is that like sometimes when um, people are putting on characters or emotions, they're they're kind of overdoing it and um, not uh, trying to not 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 driving themselves to a more real uh, subtle experience. Um, and instead they're kind of like protecting themselves from those more real emotions by gesturing and over, over expressing and in, in this like hollow way. I agree. I, you know, it makes me think of, uh, when we were talking to, oh, uh, when we were talking to Jill Bernard and I can't think of the other, uh, other performer's name, um, from Texas, uh, uh Shannon Stott. <sighs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, she made a really good point. Like when she sees people perform as children, and they and they kind of do that thing we all do when we play kids or teenagers. That they ask, "Do they ever? Have you ever really been around any teenagers or children?" And when I see that from a performer, when it comes to to feelings, I I, I ask myself like has this person ever felt pain or had to cry or, you know, been vulnerable in front of somebody like, you know, it's yeah. yeah. And and, and the thing is with emotions, like, like most people have, it's like, have I ever been to France? No. And, and like, you know, the chances that somebody has when you suggest France as a location, you know, location uh, is more of a roll of the dice, but if but if you are choosing sure. to put on an emotion or set up to experience an emotion, you know you might not have been in that situation, but you've experienced the emotion that comes along with it, right? Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's like you you still you have more, um, you know, you, you just got to think about it in in uh, a, a less. Um, I guess what, what like what do you, when when you see students that are uh, kind of schmacting like that, <laughs> I love that term. Yeah, schmacting. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was somebody in my uh, like a like a grad assistant for an acting class I took in college that uh, pointed gave me a note that I was schmacting. Oh. I was you know Jim Carreying my uh, uh, my emotional moments. And that it made perfect sense to me. I was like, "Oh, schmacting. That's definitely a thing." But then I, I think it's just a thing that he says. <laughs> okay, Alex. Hey, um, uh, I'm sorry. I cut you off in the middle of a sentence. When I see well, a student schmacting, yeah. When when you see students that are kind of like schmacting, uh, two dimensional acting, like what? How how do you kind of like get them to uh, stop that that commenting and be more realistic or authentic about it? Wow. Uh, good question. Um it's hard uh, be, to tell someone how to show usually there, there is a really great uh, I have everybody stop and do this exercise is what I learned from Dave Davies um, and before I even start the exercise I have to explain to everybody we are adults and we're going to do an exercise and no one can take this personal because we're, it's only a game and no one means anything they're about to say when it comes about when, as far as it comes to when we're talking about feelings, you know, so let's just have that understanding. And then I have everybody get in a circle and I tell everybody you have to be absolutely in love with somebody. You absolutely have to hate somebody. Uh, every, uh, and you have to kind of, kind of like somebody like a work, have a work buddy like uh, feelings for somebody and then everybody else you don't have feelings for. And you have to show that with your expressions. And most of the time we, we do it, do it the first time and everybody thinks it's going to be an easy exercise. It sounds easy. Like show someone you hate them just using your facial expression. It, it's a totally silent exercise. Just, just show me, hate them. That's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. And until you do it a couple of times, people don't realize how little they show until they, or how much you have to show for people to realize what you're showing. And like, there's usually a reaction like, um, Oh, I thought you hated me. Like, no, that's how I show love. Yeah. And that's usually an interesting, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you better uh, get a mirror buddy and uh, <laughs> do some reps. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so interesting. The, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
That's why you need, like, when you're starting to become an actor or improviser, that's why you need a director or coach to tell you because there's there's a part of yourself you can't see emotionally and externally there is something you can't see so yeah uh if you might be thinking you're playing an emotion at 100 when you are only showing 10 yeah that that's a great point too because um it, sometimes you do need to dial it up um if mm-hmm. i'm a very subtle emotional experiencer um so there there are definitely things that i i need to dial up and and then and then it becomes like where's that fine there where's the um perfect balance between like right. uh doing enough to express something and um versus what when you're doing too much and it's like we, we don't need that um yeah uh go ahead also uh, another helpful hint 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 uh, <laughs> there I go, self commenting again. Uh, another helpful hint: if you have to say what emotion you currently have as a character, then you're not showing it enough. Because then you have to, you're doing extra work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm so mad right now. Like, yeah. Well, you're not showing you're angry. You're just saying you're angry, and it doesn't have the same effect overall. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. So yeah, now we're because now we're in like we're in like really just talking about like uh, emotion and physicality in the relationship, right? Right. Between those two things, um, which we should. I feel like that's a great topic for an episode too. Um, right. 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 Emotional. Well, and physical you want to reel it back in? <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's go to uh, Nicole's got a comment here, a very like a very long comment. I'm not even sure this is the whole comment. Um, Can you read it like Nicole? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, uh, Nicole, thanks for commenting. Uh, she says, I feel like a huge part of this is the place the individual is coming from when breaking character, uh, like seeing a fun moment to play on and not letting it pass by playing with that moment in a clowning sense, being true to that moment that occurred and expanding on it and having fun with it uh, in a scripted show. This type of breaking can be can easily go off the rails and take away from the written words of the script timing of breaking is also important. Uh, it can be very inside baseball too. Um, <laughs> and then I ellipses, there's more? Which, which leads me to believe that there's more, <laughs> but we don't have a, uh, see more button. Um, so r- r- truly though, Nicole, if, if, if you do have more, uh, feel free to comment. We're just, uh, yes, please. Um, and, and hello. Yes. And hi, Nicole. Um, okay. So, so there's, a, there's a few really great, uh, different, ideas yeah. in there um yeah i i think that uh it it depends on where the person is coming from like we said right. like what is your agenda are you trying to get the laugh like is, is it sort of an egocentric or or um a bit of a selfish move to be like i'm in my own world and i want to comment on this because i think that it's the most special yeah. thing going on um yeah yeah uh, you see a lot of it during like on stage during the, the the political years, you know, like uh, the you know the polling seasons and stuff like that. Like, if something comes up, you know, uh, I remember the oh, I hearing. Oh, thanks, Obama, sarcastically making fun of you know Republicans and right side politics. Like, yeah, 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 a lot of that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of, almost, yeah. yeah, like really just uh, kind of soapboxing. That's funny, yeah, that, that is an instance where it comes up a lot, is, is if you're in a political or hot-button uh, mm-hmm. scene and people sort of like make side comments, literally their own beliefs uh, on the side of the, the scene. Um, but so, so yeah, it's, it's like, are you kind of like overwhelmed with your agenda, pretty much, or are... Uh-huh. Is it really like you feel in, in the moment and connected and, and you're like, I think this is a shared experience that we're all yes. aware of in this moment and trying to trying to uh, put the spotlight on that f- for the sake of everyone, you know? Um, right. um, well, the, one of the first things we have to learn when we start playing performing in front of an audience is to wait for the laugh to stop, right? Right. So there, there are moments that you have to slow down or stop the show for it to continue or you, the audience will get lost. So, I mean, to me, that's kind of an indicator when, when it would be appropriate to like, if, if we lost the house because something on stage happened that was so ridiculous that you have to comment on it. I think that is a great indicator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, 
And then, so there's also, Nicole points out, um, in scripted shows, which, right. I've, you know, it can get things off the rails in scripted shows if, you, if you're green lighting right. or ad-libbing too much, sure. Uh, for sure. And I think that, to me, the, the, the uh, flip side of that is the value, excuse the New York sirens, I feel like I have to say that every episode. <laughs> oh, you're in New York? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, uh. For scripted stuff, uh, it, it can go off the rails uh, more easily. And for improv, um, it's a very special quality of like everything is unfolding uh, at the same time for the players as it is for the audience. So it's yeah. a it's a totally different context that these uh, mistakes and errors are happening happening in because we're not under the pretense that um, we have a plan for where we're going with this, you know? Right. So it's like, we don't have a destination, why not take a detour? There's no such thing as a yeah. detour when you don't have a destination, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, like we were talking about before, like part of the entertainment of improv is like the process of creating. Um, and just like a, a tight wire act, people are, some some audience members are there and they, they don't want to see you fall, but they want to know that it's dangerous. So... Yes. You know, pointing out that there's no net, you know, taking time in your show, if it's appropriate, the, uh, if a tight walker were to slip, like, mention like, ooh, that wasn't, you know, that's not supposed to happen. We try to walk across this tightrope as well as possible, you know, but this is part of the tight walking experience. Yeah, uh, tight, same tight walking that tight fast. walking, <laughs> <laughs> tight walking, tight walker. <laughs> mm. Um, ah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, um, Bill Arnett uh, has a book called uh, "The Complete Improviser," and um, uh, in his in his book, he points out that there is the spectacle of improv, yeah. which is a whole other realm that that's happening at the same time always happening at the same time um and it's and it's usually much more apparent in like short form when you're trying to do like a high difficulty game uh that just you know is beyond reasonable yeah. <laughs> uh ability for people to, to to pull off uh without making mistakes or you know yeah. doing it seamlessly um but like it, there is the spectacle uh element that like it we assuming that that your audience knows what you're doing is improvised um then uh there's always that tightrope happening in people's minds they see you walking the tightrope uh and honestly yeah you're right if it if it looks like it's no big deal it gets it doesn't ha have the same thrill you might as well be walking on the sidewalk like who cares um if every once in a while you lose your balance that's exciting keeps that keeps that tightrope yep. in view absolutely um speaking of which as a, uh, this is a funny example is uh pete and i the first time that we ran um interviewees which is a uh so we, we we do an improvised talk show and we have uh character guests um and the first time we did it we co-hosted it and at the top we did like improvised we did an improvised monologue based on suggestions um uh Basically, we turn like line games into two person games. Um, and and uh, like the, after the first third of the show, we went backstage and we were like, we didn't say that this was improvised <laughs> <laughs> because because people weren't really laughing. And part yeah. of it was that we, we weren't necessarily crushing it. It was a brand new show that we, <laughs> we were test piloting. Yeah, yeah. But like if we had told people that. <laughs> They would have context for why our jokes aren't pristine, <laughs> you know. Um, and that was that was a funny uh, realization of how important that context can be. Uh, by the way, we are improvising. Here's the tightrope. Right. <laughs> um. Oh, you thought we we're just walking on the ground? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, man, uh, they're not great writers. <laughs> uh, good. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, we have to rest in Nicole's comment. Yes, and I kind of yeah, like yeah. where she's going with this. Yeah. So let's continue with Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Nicole says, uh, if it's a negative place, 
it can come from someone's lack of trust in their scene partner and not liking their choice and calling it out, which uh, takes everyone on stage out of the moment and into their heads. Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks. And and it usually comes from... There's a certain type of improviser who always has to keep their status to keep their security, yeah, you know, and to hide their insecurity. So, yeah, uh, blowing out someone's candle to make your candle brighter is no way to play. And like I said, it's called playing. Like, who are you playing with? What, what are you playing tonight? You know, where are you playing at? Yeah. And you don't want to play with the kid who doesn't want to play along, right? Yes. And and I'll tell you what, like, I've been guilty of this uh, in the past and um, uh, and probably so, sometimes recently, too. Uh, but uh, yeah. there, you can just tell the difference. I can feel the difference between making very similar choices and commenting in, in, in pretty similar ways, like on paper, like objectively similar ways. But right. the difference between doing it from a place of, I think what's happening is so interesting and fascinating and like... Yeah. I love that you're making weird choices or took us on this weird path no. versus yeah. as a skeptic. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and James, I played with you enough to know exactly what you're talking about yeah. because you even get a posture and like, so what you're saying is, and yeah. it's very, no, and it's playful. And to me, it's the difference between me calling you an asshole when we're at the bar and me going up to my boss and calling him an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah. Same word. Same exact word, not going to be taken the same way. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there is. I mean, you, and and it's all about how the person's receiving the information and what's in your heart when you're giving the information. And I think I think that's what Nick, Nicole says. Like, if it comes from negative place and you're just trying to be shitty and trying to make a joke out of some, what someone's contributing to your scene, when this is this is creating by committee. So if you're not going to allow people to create with you, you're going to be on your own and enjoy your one person show. I hope it's yeah. good. I hope you get a lot out of it. Yeah. And that, my that's advice. My, was, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, well, I a hundred percent agree. And I, and I think that the, the, it's a good opportunity to, to give some advice to people who find themselves kind of compulsively in that, in that place of like, why can't I stop being so cynical or critical? <laughs> um, and being like, really, you know, doing the yeah. doing the, the comments of, of like that's what it is <laughs> you know mm -hmm. um i think my advice is is to uh really think about times that that you've done that in the past um think about the choice that you were reacting to and then think um give yourself a little thought experiment along the lines of what what uh, bob did earlier with the uh, crossing the legs it's like if i had to use this in a positive way that uh worked for the scene and also makes me laugh because and 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 plays into my sensibilities what would i do give yourself that challenge and be like okay i didn't like that choice because it seemed too cliche or it seemed um to derail things or it contradicted whatever and and then be like like okay how could i have shown that in a pattern or played with it um yeah for the scene because there is an answer. Yeah. I guarantee that. I think my point is that, that there is an answer. There's a way to do it. Yeah. Where you are happy about how it played out. There are two reasons to feel absolutely comfortable on stage. One is because you feel like you're in control and you have control over everything. So as long as you have control, you should feel comfortable. The other way is the way I prefer uh, you're, you're comfortable on stage because even though you're not in control, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And when you get to, and when you get, when you start feeling that way, whatever, whatever someone says or does on stage, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it should matter, but it, it, there is no, you, you're really improvising and there is no wrong choices. Yeah. You can make something grow out of nothing. Yes, that's the improviser's job. Take creating something out of nothing, not manipulating the story that you're trying to create or the world you're trying to create. Yes, yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, the more that you can, um, I, so going back to what we were saying earlier too is is that it's it's about uh, making sure that you've conditioned yourself to going that route. Um, yeah where you make something out of the mistakes, you keep it in the scene, you stay with the commitment and the integrity 
and succeed with that route. Um, if you, if if you have not made it, made an effort to, um, do that in a way that you feel is consistent and, uh, a muscle memory for you, um, then, then I, I think that that is the route that you need to go and spend time doing that on the other side. Then you free yourself from the habit, right? You, then, you know, I know I can do that, but I would rather, um, do this other thing. And then because you know you could do the 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 scenic route, the the place right. that it's coming from when you make comments all of a sudden doesn't feel so shitty <laughs> and judgmental. Instead, it feels like right. It just it just a, a, an honest amusement. Because honestly, what drives me nuts is when someone offers something that's really interesting, and then their scene partner comments on it. And it get it doesn't get used. Uh, um, hey, Dad, can I take uh, the hoverboard to work? No, they haven't been invented yet. No one can fly. That's a dumb idea. Let's make this cake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've seen cakes get made. I, <laughs> I, as an audience member, would like to see the guy who painted himself on a in the corner of having to try to fly this, this <laughs> magical skateboard that still hasn't been invented. Yes. That to me, that's a better scene. Oh man. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. Let's make this cake. <laughs> Let's make this cake. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel you. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, um, do, do the thing that scares you. It's, it's that follow the fear thing, right? Yeah. If, like if, if you're like, Oh, I don't want to go into fantasy world or I don't want to go into sci-fi or I don't want to jump to the next thing. You just, you, you at least have to travel those paths when they present themselves enough to uh, know what happens and to uh, give it a fair shot at, at, um, at being okay. And and I think you'll surprise yourself when, yeah, you're like, yes, jetpack, let's go. Uh, or hoverboard, whatever, whatever it was. Um, Either one. <laughs> sci-fi stuff. You can use both at the same time. Yeah, sci-fi stuff, you know. Yeah, so uh, so um I one more uh kind of piggybacking on this and then segueing to uh one more comment from Nicole. Um there's uh this idea of like calling out the game which is like when the character sort of spells out what's happening in in the scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I, I really don't like that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let me let, let's try to think of a, a quick example here. Like, uh, okay, so so there, uh, me and uh, Peterson did a scene once where um, uh, we were at a loud party, and I was shouting uh, chit chat at him. He he was telling me about a horrible accident that he uh, had just gone through. And uh, the idea was that the, the music was so loud that I misheard him and then uh, would just respond with normal chit chat. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it, that's the game is Chris is telling me about a horrible accident. I'm mishearing it as small talk. Um, if one of us go, if, if, if Chris goes, uh, it seems like you're uh, not hearing me right. And you think that this is a you, you think that my accident was just a, um, a, a a weird a bad work week, you know. If he calls out what the game is, to me yeah. that takes away um, from the game that we're playing. Absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of the time, the audience already knows. Like they already know what game you're playing. Calling it out just deflates it. Yep. And I, one thing that I will say is that it, it, it is it, it can be a helpful training wheels if what is something that you're working on is game of the scene and locking into something mm-hmm. with your scene partner. Um, it's good training wheels to just kind of like right. flag it and and inside the scene communicate with each other to be like, uh, this is my offer. Or this is what I want to confirm that this is what's going on. Um, but you, you just have to do that knowing that uh, it's training wheels and eventually you want to ride the bike without training wheels. <laughs> right. 
Um, okay, so here's a, this is another uh, interesting example from uh, Nicole. She says one that one that happens to me a lot is being called out. Um, I'm I'm paraphrasing slash elaborating here, but uh, if she's got like an English accent that turns into Southern or starts normal and suddenly becomes Southern, um, somebody might call her out by saying, "You just became Southern." Um, right. And uh, this it's a really interesting example because one, I feel for you, Nicole. Um, mm -hmm. it's not oh, fair yeah. to always call you, call you or anyone else out about it. If, if, when it, when it happens, um, unintentionally accents are hard, you know, and if you're, yeah, I, I don't know, your Scottish accent becomes Australian or, uh, whatever it is. Right. Or yeah. Um, but <laughs> anytime you start to do Gilbert Gottfried, if it turns into, oh, what is that? Uh, you ever hear me try to do Gilbert Gottfried? It always turns into uh oh god, what's his name? Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. A hundred percent. Like, <laughs> and that is something that Pete and Doug have so much fun with. Yeah. Or uh, you know, you're doing uh, another one. one that happens to me is I can only do like the Gollum or Meatloaf oh. uh, voice for so long until it turns into Kermit the Frog. Because I, it goes from doing this and, and doing this, where like whatever the high pitch thing is, I like lose all yeah. of a sudden, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm meatloaf, my precious. Yeah, uh, um, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, and it's something you can't control. So commenting on something that someone can't control when they're trying to get the best handle on, like. It's like walking up to someone who has a flat tire and tell while in a, while they're fixing it, like, "Hey, your tire's flat." Like, I, I understand. I'm trying <laughs> to fix it right now. Uh, yeah. Are you going to help? Are you going to use the jack? No, you're just walking past me to be an asshole. Yeah. Thank you, boss. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So so here here's here's the interesting thing as as uh in this example is like um. If you play with somebody that that has a sort of a, a tick or unconscious habit that, uh, right. it, yeah, you're right. D you don't need to call them out all the time about it. There's there's also you could start doing it too. Somebody goes southern, slips into southern. You also yeah. slip into southern. What if you're in some region where <laughs> that's that's the dialect? That's that's you know, someone from England came over to a southern <laughs> uh, state, and that's how <laughs> yeah. they talk now. Yeah. Awesome. And it's fun, and wouldn't it be more fun to live in that a world where that exists rather than a world where we pick on each other? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you're picking on it, again, the place that it's coming from yeah. is uh, noticeably different. Um, but but Absolutely. but I, I guess the kind of like uh, caveat in here is that um, the truth is, like like if if you were to uh, just taking Nicole's example. Um, if that happens a lot and uh, you play in random groups of strangers, chances are the strangers that you're playing with who don't know each other and are playing with you for the first time are probably going to yeah. call it out, not knowing that uh, it's something that yes. happens, uh, a, you know, here and there out, out of habit or whatever. Um, and so so that, that kind of goes back to our... Uh, thing on like well that's a real honest thing that's happening in the moment um and and uh, chances are you're aware of it i'm aware of it the audience is aware of it and so we might actually authentically playfully uh comment on it um and uh and and then it's like it's like okay well if if i don't want that to become an issue then there's a little bit that that's on the player to be like, um, like, okay, how can I curb that? And I know, I know, uh, cause Nicole is a very good yeah. friend of ours. Uh, that, that, uh, like that's something that Nicole is conscious of is like, um, yeah. is like, man, <laughs> trying to avoid that, that, uh, um, that, that, that slippery slope when it happens to be like, God damn it. I know what's going to happen if I go down this path. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, if I was in Nicole's shoes, I would act, in character as if I didn't know what the person was talking about. And it's like, that's how I've always talked. Yeah. Uh, because the person making the comment assumes that, that she's doing something wrong, especially 
when that's not true, because what if we haven't even said where we're at, where we're at yet? You know, we haven't solidified anything. This could be a discovery rather alone, a, rather than a mistake that you're deciding some mistake because you're assuming something. So yeah. if we use it as a block to create something stronger, all day, stronger move. Yeah. Yeah. That's all true. Day. <laughs> because, because if you do have, if you do have a tick that, that comes up here and there, it's like, yeah. um, you're probably, it's probably a good idea to come up with like canned responses to it. Right. right. Um, <laughs> that'll probably bail you out and, and probably get a laugh whenever it happens. Yeah. And honestly, like, uh, so going back to the Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey thing. Most of the time, Peter Doug will announce it to the audience that's going to happen just to prepare for it. So it becomes a bit. So again, it's your friend calling you an asshole rather than you calling your boss an asshole. So it's, it, so there's times where it's fun, but you know, I'm, I'm with Nicole. Like if I'm playing with somebody and I'm trying to do actual scene, cause I, the, the, the example I'm using is short form. Like if I'm in a long form scene and they try to correct me, yeah, like try to give me a note from, from the actor point of view, uh, rather than, you know, they're just maybe commenting on an accident through character. Yeah. Uh, I, I will, I will have, I will comment on their comment, you know, yeah. just because I think that's fun to me. Like I like to antagonize an antagonist. Like that, that's yeah. fair game. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, uh, it, all of it has to be through the lens of playfulness, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, I, th- I think that uh, hopefully that that is a given that like if if yeah. you have kind of comebacks loaded that it's not like right. you know venomous. Uh, yeah, it's just all it's all got to be it's all got to be in the spirit of play and and as long as that's right. the case and uh, to the best of your ability you're keeping things uh, in the realm of choice instead of habit. Um, yeah, meta meta is a fair game to me. Meta's fun. I think the last form of this we should talk about is something that Jill brought up uh, during her her interview, um, like using meta moments to take care of your audience. Yeah, you know, like uh, for example, uh, her example, um, she was doing a one person sh- her one person show, Drum Machine, and where she interviews this interviews an audience member and then uses that for the inspiration for the rest of her show. And the person she interviewed just happened to be, uh, I don't know what they would call it, like a sign language specialist or no, no. Oh, sign language. Yeah. 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 yeah, Interpreter or I don't don't know what like the technical name is, but she does sign language and Jill does not do sign language. So she just, when that part came up where she was supposed to play that audience member, she just took a, like a, a Zach Morris quick time out and like, Hey, I, I know you're wondering right now if you, whether or not I'm going to do sign language, I am not. And you know, we as performers should always try to punch up. I think that's yeah. just the, you know, the world we live in can be so shitty sometimes. And I, I feel for the audience member who comes in, who you know may not have had the best week, and all they're trying to do is see a comedy show to to, to uplift their spirit. Like I, I tried to be like, I would not want to add to their shit wagon. So if you could take a moment out, and she explained like, I don't know sign language, uh, so I'm not going to attempt it or you know mock it inadvertently. Uh, so uh, the only only. Uh, sign language I know is thank you. So everything I'm signing is just going to be thank you. And that's how she did it. And I think that's a respectful, respectful way to use um, commenting just so we're all on the same page. I'm taking care of myself, taking care of uh, if, if it was a two person Joe, her scene partner and taking care of the people in the audience, especially the, the woman she interviewed, you know, (laughs) when you interview someone and you're going to use their lives to, you know, to inspire your art, you should really take care of that person because they're really trusting you with something that's very personal. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, there, there, that is the, the trust. I think with, again, it's a difference between stand up or sketches that like the, the promises that like, I have a plan for what I'm going to do with this stuff. Um, and, uh, with, with improv, it's a little bit more like, you re- people are trusting you 
um, right. to figure it out in a way because because they're bracing themselves for disaster. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And so they're trusting you to pull it off. And so so there is a lot of investment and emotional, um, you know, uh, leeway that people give you. And so when when if you misuse that, uh, that that can be the disaster. So yeah, I think meta meta being a way to like check in with the audience is is amazing. I love it. Right. Um. Yes, and Sue, uh, shout out to to you here, Bob. Thanks for reminding us Aww. of the spiritual integrity part of improv. Thanks, Sue. I appreciate that. Um. Yeah. And then uh, Nicole, thank you for commenting. Nicole says thanks for comment commenting on my long ass comments. <laughs> no, thank you for, thank you for thank giving you. us long ass comments. Gave to us comment so much. <laughs> she was like the unofficial guest today. I loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, much appreciated. Uh, is there any other area of meta that we should um, touch on? No, I, I think like we said, and maybe the overcap is if you're doing it against the bullion and just do it with a good heart and you'll be fine yeah yeah one uh, maybe one uh common meta uh thing that we didn't really touch on is playing from the audience uh breaking the fourth wall oh, yeah. and going into the audience i personally love that i think we i think we've mentioned yeah. that enough on on in other episodes to make that clear that we are <laughs> in favor of using the space uh, in the room I don't think you and I have ever missed a two-man no-show set at Diff. So, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's our jam. Yeah. And playing characters who are situated in in, in the audience. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think it would be a little um, one-sided to to talk about that stuff. But that is that is a piece of meta. I understand why people. some people are like, let's keep it to the stage or get annoyed. If somebody's always going out in, into the audience for, in everything that they do, it feels a little one-note or... Um, yeah the same every time but i hopefully in the conversation we've just kind of pointed to the fact that like it's just it's a style of play and uh it's yeah. definitely okay not to like it but uh i don't think i hopefully no one no one is like it doesn't belong in the world of improv because i think it very much does oh yeah because again there's no rules you know and the things we call rules are just strong suggestions <laughs> absolutely yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So um, let's uh, we're, we'll 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 close it out here. Um, thanks again, Nicole <laughs> yeah. and Sue. Yeah, Nicole and Sue. Thank you. <laughs> and for anybody else who listened who didn't comment, we appreciate you. I can see there's there's a few people watching. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining. We'll catch you next time on improv. Oh, sorry. Before we go closing, closing notes here. Um, you can find us on, <laughs> yeah. if you're watching, you're, you're watching this on, uh, YouTube or Facebook. Uh, all the most complete and current content is on our YouTube channel. Um, we also are a podcast, uh, where you can find the audio only episodes, um, that are, are pretty much caught up except for these live episodes, which are going to start being released right. on Tuesdays moving forward. Um, the audio from old live stream episodes and then our, mm -hmm. uh, most current pre-recorded episodes will go out on Fridays, uh, to both the podcast and Facebook and YouTube. Um, and then uh, you can also find the complete library of lecture episodes on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram now uh, on IGTV on the Improv FAQ uh, profile. And then new episodes of the lecture series are going to be uh, starting every other week starting this Wednesday. Um, the first episode is going to be um, Yes And. I, I I have not done a yes and episode on just the one of the one of the uh, first and foremost principles of improv, uh, and I thought that that would be a right. good way to return <laughs> to the lecture series. Uh, so that comes out Wednesday, and then every other week um, uh, for as long as we can keep it up. Um, great, that's it. <laughs> Thanks again for joining. We'll catch you next next time on Improv FAQ. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We're gonna keep this going as long as we can keep this yeah. up. <laughs> as long as it'll let us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>